coming to you live on a Saturday. Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday. Happy. It just seems like a wintry day. I mean, I know in Phoenix, it's probably like summer. <laughs> it's like barely breaking 50 degrees here in Portland. So it, it feels like we're in the dead of winter. What's the, what's the scene like there? It's like 85 degrees. And, you know, I had a clean outside today and it was like, you know, you could have fooled me that I was in, you know, the middle of May or something, you know, it's right. just crazy being, you know, almost the end of November wearing flip flops and a t-shirt and sweating outside in the sun, you know, it just kind of blows my mind. It's a rough life. <laughs> it's a rough life. I, I miss the rough life there in Phoenix. It really is. <laughs> but it's kind of cool because I always like this time of year, just in terms of like the seasons changing and especially with football, there's just something about football late into the year going into playoffs. It just feels feels like a lot of fun. No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I was walking the dogs uh, yesterday and, and I saw, you know, I saw the sun coming down and there was like this, uh, there's this little nursery next to us where they watch kids probably like between like, you know, five to 10 or something. It's, you know, it's just little kids, but I could hear them playing outside and the sun was kind of setting and and I just remember as a kid, like that was just like on Friday nights, like so excited to go to the high school football game. And there was all that energy in the air from football. And it just, you know, just the, it just really brings out that football season, you know. So, so yeah, I, f- I feel the same way, man. And I just kind of had that experience yesterday. So I'm super excited about, you know, this time of year. Absolutely. And, and believe it or not, like we're about to head into week 11 of the NFL <laughs> season. Like I, I know we, it seems like, it seems like yesterday we were like, I don't even know if this season's going to work at all. And here we are somehow going into the, the final seven games of the year. Um, so in a way you kind of have to hand it to the league, even though they've been a little bit, you know, foolish or harsh at times with powering through, but here we are. Here we are. Titans are six and three uh, with a chance, you know, to kind of right the ship and get on the, the winning track like we did about this time a year ago. Yeah, no, it really feels kind of like the the moment last year when we were playing Kansas City, you know, kind of around that that sort of feeling in the team. So I'm really hoping that, you know, between this week or next week, we sort of have that, you know, jump where it, it sort of sets us off for the remaining of the season and, and, and just pushes through the post, the postseason. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how we're feeling. I mean, I know going into last week, um, we knew it was going to be an important game and a tough game. Um, and I'll be honest. I mean, especially through like halftime, I, I, I was feeling good in the sense that I felt like we were playing well enough to control the game. Um, and then of course things just kind of unraveled there in the second half ending up in a 34-17 home loss on a Thursday night to the Colts. Uh, it's tough. It, it's really tough, um, at least to me. Like, obviously, this is an important game to win and even a more important game to lose for a lot of reasons. So um, what's your take on on that game and kind of where that, that leaves the team going into tomorrow? Yeah, no. Uh, so, you know, when I was watching the game, I was – I had a bunch of people over because, you know, some of the neighbors were excited to come over and I had just gotten my bar. And so there was a a lot of of action going on. So I wasn't uh, following the game as closely as I normally am where, like, I don't miss anything. But, like, I was super duper distracted this time. So when I actually saw the game, uh, I just sort of looked up and caught, like, how you would kind of watch a game at a a bar when you're hanging out with some people, if that makes sense. Um, uh, in my house. And so uh, 
I didn't really understand. And then the fourth quarter, just kind of like pacing the game in my head, I realized we just weren't going to win this game. Um, so I had to actually go back and rewatch the game, which I really am so happy I did because it really helped me understand what was going on in the game, uh, considering that, you know, the first two halves of the game versus the last two halves of the game or, or the last half of the game, I should say, the first half of the game versus the last half of the game or were like two different games. Sure. <laughs> so it felt like, like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, I was really glad I rewatched it. And then, you know, coming back to one of the things you brought up, I mean, I did feel super excited for this, you know, that game. Um, you know, we just wrote off a, a really big win, and so I was on that high. And so I was super excited going in the game. I thought Colts were definitely, uh, you know, beat, beatable in that game. But, you know, things just didn't work out our way. But um, the good thing is I rewatched the game. I learned some things, and, you know, we'll see – what happens next week but yeah it was an interesting game um for me anyways (laughs) it's weird because it almost felt like this game things kind of flopped a little bit or turned around a bit i mean our defense um you know actually we 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 did really well again on third down but we did give up 60 percent on fourth down we also allowed over 400 yards couldn't get any turnovers um against rivers and the colts and then of course our, our offense I think our games have been odd because we, again, didn't really have trouble moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 30% on third down, under 300 total yards. And this is the part that really stood out to me is there were only four targets to AJ and only six targets to John New and Corey. Um, and I think that kind of speaks to some issues we've seen in recent weeks where it's like we come out really strong, but it's almost like we game plan for a half. And then after that, it's almost like open-ended. And and I, I think we need to start seeing more things scripted, so to speak, throughout the full game to ensure that we're able to keep putting points on the board. Yeah, you know, I, I think the the first half of the game, the coaches and the team were holding things together. It wasn't, uh, you know, super duper good football by any means because we had a lot of mistakes in the first and second quarter. But I think we held it together like we normally do where it's like, okay, we're going to let you do this, but we're going to strike back with that. And so, you know, we pretty much went into the halftime with, with the lead, you know, which is kind of like where we normally try to keep things at or at least tied. Right. So, so I think they were following the normal script, like to your point. Um, but when we came out in the third quarter, uh, it just kind of fell apart. And the worst part is, is that I think the way our offense is set up, is that we can't let a team get too far ahead because once we do that, we just sort of discard Henry. And I think once we, once that happens, it's it's so hard for I think Arthur Smith to to get things going. Not because of anything he's doing. I just think because teams at that point, when they don't see Henry feeding the ball because we're down so much, they just sort of play a really tough zone. And then and then it's it's just hard for Tannehill to hit a guy open. Yeah, and I think the weird thing with us in that respect that that you brought up is, you know, we fall behind in these games. What I find so odd is a lot of teams, they get the lead and then they get conservative. And I feel like with with the Titans, it's like the opposite. Like we start (laughs) we start trailing in a game and then we get conservative. Um, And certainly it's tough when when you want to run the ball like we do and you've got a guy like Henry and everyone knows it. And, and, you know, like we're talking about, you know, if you fall behind by too much, you, you really need to pass the ball more to move it effectively. And certainly if time is, is, is a factor that plays into it too. But I just think we're not, we're not staying consistently aggressive enough throughout the game. I mean, I think that, you know, 
whether we're trailing by a field goal or by a touchdown, by 10 points, whatever, which we have in, in quite a few games now, we shouldn't hesitate to try to get those play action moves. Um, and, and this, this kind of falls into some other things because obviously it continues to take everyone working together. And we, we've had some protection issues at times with the O-line, you know, we've had a few penalties at times that stall things. And that just, that just adds up. Yeah, no, it, it, it really, to be fair, when I rewatched the game, what was interesting to me is, and I didn't catch this, you know, the first time around was, uh, how many injuries we had on the O-line. And I think ultimately that sort of doomed us because we brought in, you know, at one point Jones had to get out for a, a series and uh, a guy named Douglas had to play for him at, at center. Yep. Um, and then uh, Saffle went down, which Douglas scooted over to his position and actually ended up playing, uh, you know, left guard. So I think those changes to the O-line uh, really hurt us just because, you know, I mean, uh, you have Sam Sambrero. I always have a hard time saying his name. I always want to say Sambrero for some reason. Um, you know, Close back- enough. That's probably his nickname for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> so the left tackle, you know, he's kind of a backup stepping into some big shoes with Luan. Then you have our, you know, pretty much our showcase guard go down. So that whole left side, I mean, it's sort of patched together. And then you throw in that Jones uh, probably wasn't playing as well as he could have because, you know, he had gone down earlier in the game. Um, and then, you know, Kelly, you know, he's a great right tackle, but he's not like, you know, uh, a premier type of right tackle. And it's not a knock on him. I just mean, you know, but but because he I actually caught a couple mistakes that he made in the game that were pretty costly. Um, but, yeah, it, it just feels like that really threw off everything once the O-line was kind of getting, you know, moved around. And, you know, to your point, I, I, I really think the the offense doesn't need to be so conservative. I agree. They need to find ways. And I, and I think they need to find quicker plays because there's one thing I noticed was that, you know, for some reason when we're, we're up tempo in terms of like getting up to the line, but the routes that uh, the receivers are running are so long that Tannehill needs a lot of time. And it's hard to do with a makeshift line and being down by a lot of points. They just got to get the dink and dunk stuff and try to hope for the best. That's, that's my opinion on how the offense was, you know, how Arthur Smith's been handling it. Well, and and one of the things we have seen from opposing teams is, you know, faster plays, quarterbacks getting the ball out quickly. And it it has an impact. I mean, it's obviously cut through our defense throughout the season. So I think it's a valid point in terms of, you know, maybe looking for more chunk plays just to get things going because you know that's going to open it up, you know, for maybe a, a deeper pass. And we've also seen some hiccups. I mean, I'll be honest, it's been really frustrating the last few games to see drop passes by AJ, by Johnu, by Corey. I mean, and, and there's certainly a lot that goes into that because it can be every anything from, you know, the line not giving Tannehill enough time. Maybe he throws it faster than he wanted to. But there's been some plays that I think a lot of guys would kind of like to have back. Um, and so you kind of hope that they get a little bit more in sync. But, you know, really – this game came down to the third quarter, in my opinion. Um, and unfortunately, once again, our, our special teams really put us in a bad spot because, you know, we got the ball back up 17-13, couldn't really do anything with it. <clears throat> and this is where we started having issues with uh, Daniel punting for only 17 yards. That really just handed the Colts the red zone. So they were able to score and take the lead there. And then, of course, we couldn't move the ball again. And the next punt got blocked. Um, just a, just a terrible, you know, blocking issue on that punt that allowed them to just walk right into the end zone for just 
like the fastest 14 points I've seen in a long time in a game. And that, that really swung everything, you know, into the Colts' momentum at that mm-hmm. point. Um, and of course we kind of do our, our best to kind of get back to it and end up with a chance for a field goal to cut it to seven. And I guess Kelsey mm-hmm. misses another field goal. So those, those three plays, 17 point mm-hmm. swing, essentially really kind of put this game out of reach. Yeah. You know, the, the third quarter was really interesting um, when you break it down because the Titans defense uh, struggled in these series. The Colts got the ball back uh, initially in the third quarter. What's really interesting is that we, they got all the way down. They converted two fourth downs on that drive. So this was that drive that they're using all their downs to get down there. And then we end up stopping them uh, at a goal line stance and we get the ball back. So, so they open the gate with this sort of like, Hey, we can stop you. The defense played their heart out to try to stop them. You know, they, I, I'm sure most defenses aren't expecting the, uh, a team to go for it uh, three times on fourth down like that in that same drive. So that was really great. That the defense, you know, came through. The problem was, is right after that, the offense it, it just fell apart and it was just too much for the defense to overcome because after that, that's when uh, Tannehill gets sacked, and that's what created that. Um, so he got sacked, and then you have that really bad punt by Allen. Um, what's significant about that sack is that it was third third and one, and uh, Tannehill tries to run for like a bootleg, and he fakes the handoff and runs to the, the right side, the right side for him. And he gets sacked by a shoestring tackle by the defensive end. And that's what forced the punt to be so far back because we were third and one. Oh. Um, right. Yeah. And he, he actually tripped too on, on that play. So, I mean, it was just kind of one of those well, you know, hiccups, so to speak, where he kind of stumbled a bit and wasn't able to get around the defender. Well, I, I, I disagree. <laughs> uh, so I watched the play several times. And what actually happens is that uh, the defensive end lined up uh, over the tight end and the corner that was covering the tight end lined up over him. But if you can imagine the defensive end was on the outside, the corner was on the inside. And then, you know, you had Kelly there at the end and, uh, and I think it was first, uh, first who was a tight end lined up next to Kelly. So if you can imagine the cornerback almost in front of Kelly and then the defensive end work on the other side of him and then uh first next to uh, Kelly. So what happens is, is that first goes for a pass. Um, and Kelly, for some reason, I think he thought that he was going to be, uh, there to block. Uh, and so first goes for a pass. So the defensive end actually rushes through untouched because Kelly doesn't even turn his way. He actually turns the other way thinking that first was going to chip him or hit him or something. So, uh, he just basically runs, uh, free through at this point, he's like right at Tannehill and then Tannehill fakes a handoff and sees him, and he's just like, holy crap. And so he tries to actually run away, but that guy ends up catching him with, like, a shoestring tackle and, and, and gets him. And so it in, turns into, like, a third and 20-something from a third and one. But, you know, but, but and, and what's significant about that play is that during the presser, somebody asked Kelly in his interview uh, if he had help on chipping and stuff, and I couldn't. I couldn't really understand why somebody had asked that, but then after watching the tape, um, he actually, he actually made that mistake a few times in the game where the tight end lines up uh, next to him thinking that he's going to chip, 
but then he doesn't actually chip and Kelly just ignores the guy that's actually lined up over him and, and just kind of assumed he was going to take it. So a few times that actually caused a lot of problems in the second half. Sorry, that was a there you have that it, was folks. a lot to digest. <laughs> that, that's all right. It's your analysis, so might as well have at it. Yeah. So it was just it was just <clears throat> it, it, you know, th- but those little things are so critical, right? Because in that third and one, if Tannehill just thrown it away, or you know, even if he had just taken a regular sack, you know, would have been you know third and seven or third and ten or something. But it was like third and twenty something at that point, and then Allen shanks it, and it just kind of downhill from there, you know. So. Yeah, and again, I mean, you you know, giving up a short field—that's an understatement. I mean, to to not even punt the ball, you know, I think you know, a good forty, fifty yards, you know, is just really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it it just goes back to the fundamentals. I mean, I you know read quite a lot around you know people feeling like you know should we be looking at a change in coach for special teams? And it, it doesn't really sound like we're we're going to be doing that at least not this season. Um, but it just comes down to those fundamentals. I mean, you've got to obviously block and give time and, and it's a domino effect because, you know, what we've heard, you know, from, from the coaching staff is, you know, everything was good in practice. And even since the Colts game, good again in practice with Daniel, but obviously with him feeling that pressure of the blocks, not being there, you know, just threw him off. And then you, you end up with a really bad punt and then you end up with a blocked punt. Like you can only imagine how that kind of sticks in, in everyone's head a bit. Um, and it's tough. I mean, again, I, I think there's several plays we'd want back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's frustrating because that, that missed field goal was so huge because that makes it a one possession game. And I think it, it's, it's momentum. I, I think in sports and football, especially it's, it's a unique sport because one play can do so much for momentum. Um, and I think our, our defense was certainly not like amazing per se, but I think we were finding ways to do just enough to give our offense a chance throughout that game. But there just wasn't much complimentary football, and it, it, it's got to go both ways. Agreed, a hundred percent, man. You know, I think the defense uh, definitely made a lot of mistakes in the first half, but they were, you know, but they they were like, I think the Col- you got to give Colts credit where credit is due. They definitely played really tough in that first half so the some of the stuff the defense gave up because they gave up 13 points in the first half you know um you know it, it was it was tough I mean and we should be really lucky that that's all they gave up uh in that first half but the offense you know to your point of complimentary football they definitely came back and, and scored 17 right so they were pretty much keeping up you know with the Joneses in terms of scoring so it it was it that's the way that we play right the defense makes a few mistakes but the offense makes up for it with the touchdown versus the the, the field goal they gave up or whatever happened on that drive right so but then in, in the third quarter we end up giving that you know quick touchdown after that uh bad punt by Allen and then uh we have a terrible series uh right after that and then that's when Allen's punt gets blocked um and then they score another touchdown so it's you know it was just really kind of a bad sequence of events and once we were down uh 14 to 0 in the third quarter um you know we really never got going after that it was just really just bad football around but i i think at that point the the team had just kind of realized that they were you know beat if if that makes sense at that point but um yeah and and coming back to the special teams coach i think that's a good point uh to bring up on the show it's like you know does this guy really ackerman really kind of should still be you know, where he is now. I know he's technically like the uh, second in command from a lot of things Vrabel said, you know, he basically leans on him if like Vrabel got sick or something, right? He 
pretty much becomes the head coach almost uh, from things he said in the pressers. Um, but looking at, at, at the special teams uh, stats, you know, uh, you know, for example, Ravens are first in kickoff averages at 31 yards. The Titans are 29th in kickoff yards at 18. You know, the Ravens are uh, ninth in field goals, but they only there's only missed one this year, so they're at 94. percent The Titans are last in field goals for the whole league. You know, they're only 12 of 20 at 60. percent So, I mean, at some point, you know, you can say it's the blocking or the punter, but I think at some point uh, that special teams coach has I don't know if it's him cost job or, or know if that's the solution in the end, but you know we really have to take a step back and figure out point at Gonskowski. Are we going to point at the punter? Are we going to point at the coach? I mean, what what is it? Because uh, you know we're last in the league in, in a in a couple of big metrics that we need. It's got to get fixed, and it's got to get fixed fast if we want to you know be in the postseason. Well, I mean, I think it's all the above. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm choosing to take what we're hearing at face value in the sense that, you know, I, I think it could be just as disruptive to try to make a coaching change in the middle of the season, you know, as it would be to try to write it out. I, I think that they are doing what they can to evaluate e- each player, each each process as far as what the approach is, how they block. Um, and I, I know that there tends to be you know, frustration in terms of hearing a lot of vagueness or generalities around it. But the reality is what we're hearing, I think, from Vrabel and the coaches is exactly it. I mean, it it just comes down to, you know, everyone doing their part, doing their job and executing. That's what football is. So, you know, obviously we want to see it improve. I think that, you know, we should expect to see more from our offense in the red zone to where we're not kicking field goals. But at the same time, we shouldn't have to wonder, you know, whether it's a 30 yarder, 40 yarder, 50 yarder, like, well, are they going to be able to block? Is he going to make it? And look, it's, it's tough because Brett Kearns, I think the best punter in the NFL, he's been out. That's difficult, but you have to trust, you know, the coaching staff to go out and get the best guy that they can. And if they're going to say that from what they've seen in practice, Daniel's the guy I can stand behind that, but obviously it's not going to help if when he goes to punt, he's either slow to punt the ball or the blocking isn't there. I mean, you just, you can't expect it to go well. So all that said to your point, it, it does need to improve. I I'm, I'm not writing anything off in the sense that we shouldn't expect it to. And I think ultimately this was a very frustrating game to lose, especially mm-hmm. the way that we lost it. And it certainly has a huge impact on where we're at right now because we're now facing a super important game tomorrow and then a, a super important rematch with the Colts that's really going to make or break our year. Um, but I, but look, I, I think that we should be confident that if there's a team that can figure it out, that's going to be able to find a way to grind it out and, and get back on track. I think it's I think yeah. It's no, exciting. I agree. I, they they've had you know last year nobody thought when we went into that Chiefs game that we'd win that game. We won that game, went on to win, I think it was like three or four more in a row after that, and then we end up in the postseason. You know, I mean, we can turn it around. Um, For me personally, I don't think firing the special teams coordinator at this point really does anything for you because you can point to so many things that's a problem that I don't think that he is necessarily the main problem. But I do think that at some point, they're going to have to uh, evaluate him because we weren't that good at special teams last year besides Kern 
uh, punt team, which is, you know, I, I think you can't overstate that enough how, how he's one of the best punters in the NFL. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I could see him definitely making a run for the hall of fame when you really break down all his stats and the stuff he's done, you know, he's really that kind of a guy, but uh, yeah, I, I think last year we, we saw a big drop off in special teams, you know, where we were going for it on fourth down, which, you know, for some degree, to some degree really helped us, right. Cause we were so dangerous in the red zone. Cause we just weren't going to kick it. But uh, this year, I mean, we can't really have that mantra. So I think the best thing to do is just let the year play out. Um, you know, I don't think firing, the special team coordinator will do anything different because Gronkowski is, is only at 60% right now, unfortunately. And if they're not going to change him, it doesn't matter who you put on top. He's still going to keep missing. So I say let it right out if that's the, the way we're going to go. Um, and then at the end of the year, uh, you know, evaluate whether, you know, we want to stick with, with special teams kind of up and down like this. But, yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we have a tough road game, you know, with Baltimore. And, you know, unfortunately, they're one of the better special teams uh, that uh, special teams teams. <laughs> it's funny saying that, uh, that, that, you know, kind of have that stuff together with their coach Harbaugh being a, a former special teams coach. So they, they actually play that, that phase of the game really well. Uh, so, but, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to, you know, I think we got to revisit it later and, and, and there's going to be a lot of evaluating done there, but uh, you know, the Baltimore is going to be a tough game, but I think we should just wrap up the Colts thoughts really quickly and then move over to the, the, um, the Baltimore game, you know, yeah, absolutely. I I just want to leave it at this. The, the reason that loss is so so crucial is really just in terms of where it leaves us. So obviously we lost um, the division lead in the AFC South, but we also dropped to ninth overall in the AFC. So right now, and it's not to get ahead, it's just because we're, we're at that point of the year where, yes, it's still one week at a time, one game at a time, but you know, seven games left. You have to kind of start looking at where we're at. Um, there's a lot of six and three teams in the AFC, and we basically lose tiebreakers to all of them. So one of those teams is the team we play tomorrow, the Ravens. So that's part of why that's so important. Um, and we've got the Browns on deck, so that'll be important. Um, we don't actually play the Raiders or Dolphins also at six and three. Um, so the Colts are the only other team, and we'll see them again a week after tomorrow. So you know, again, it's it's up to us. I mean, I think that's the best thing. And, and really, you know, even though it's been a really long, you know, week and a half to be off and it's been really tough to accept the loss, it's been really hard for me just to see how much negativity there is. And I, I get the frustration. And certainly I don't know people personally as far as, you know, seeing comments and reading articles, but I'm, I'm always kind of amazed how quickly people write off a team. You know, it's just like we, we're six and three right now. I mean, I think if you went into this year and told anybody, a Titans fan, especially, hey, you're going to be six and three going into week 11, we'd be thrilled. That's a great, we should be proud of that. Um, and, and I just don't think we're at a point where it's time to give up, but it's going to be tough. I mean, we, we really need to win tomorrow and we definitely have to win, you know, coming up again against the Colts. And, and it's just be kind of because of where we're at in terms of, the, you know, the, the tiebreakers and, and the opponents yeah, that we've got no, left. Well said, man. You know, it's been, it, it, and I actually don't really read that much outside of <laughs> us texting each other in the articles that are kind of on mainstream media, right? I don't, I don't actually read what the, like the subreddit and stuff that you know you kind of follow, which 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 is good because you have a better conscience of the the fan base than than I do, just it's just because I live in my bubble. But um, yeah, I think there's no, the, the, well, there's definitely need to panic based on on where things are going, but I don't think it's like we have to give up on the team. 
I mean, you know, I personally think, you know, and, and I've been pretty upfront with this. I think we lose tomorrow. Um, and, and I don't mean that to like say that we suck. I just mean, I just think they're going to, you know, be the better team and we are facing them mounting injuries. But that being said, if we lose tomorrow, we become six and four. That doesn't mean we can't go to the Colts, take it to them, become seven and four, and then just go on to win a lot of other games. So, sure. so I don't think it's, we're out for the count. I mean, you know, I understand everybody's frustration because we have, we're such a talented team, you know, with Henry and Tannehill and eight. I mean, like you just can name a, a list of, of guys right now that we have on the team where we've never had a team with so many guys just so talented. So I can understand why the fan base can get so frustrated, but I, I agree. You don't have to like, we're not a dumpster fire. We're not like, you know, the jets that haven't won a game at all. So, you know, I, and, and even with me thinking that we're losing tomorrow, I don't think it's like generally like the season's over, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, and I, I know you, you take that stuff personally, man. So uh, I always hope that, that you, you know, find some more positive stuff to, kind of you know feel out through but yeah don't let that stuff get to you and, and i wish the fan base you know all you listeners out there you know you know lighten up you know it's been way worse when we only won <laughs> it's our new slogan instead yeah. of tighten up it's lighten uh, up. i remember yeah. the, the the two seasons we won three games so i mean <laughs> so come on <laughs> right well and, I, and i've thought about it throughout the week i mean i think there's a fine line between kind of being you know in denial one way or the other whether you're too positive or too negative Versus just trying to kind of take things at face value. And I think that's really all you can do. I mean, we, we obviously don't know what's going to happen. We know the talent we have on this team. We know what they're capable of. You know, they, they won the first five this year. So there's nothing to say that we couldn't see another streak. Um, but it just, it all starts with tomorrow. Um, and I think, you know, Baltimore is going to be a tough game. I, you know, they, they're kind of an odd team to me in the sense that I don't think they're quite, I don't think they really meet the hype that they get. Um, but at the same time, they're just a very talented team and, and they're very physical. They're very fast. Um, and, and for all those reasons, it's, it's going to be challenging. So to me, this is just one of those games where we, we have to find a way to not depend solely on our defense or our offense. We have to somehow have balance tomorrow. To me, that's really the key to us being able to yeah, get a road win. No, we'll have to find balance for sure. And, you know, it's kind of interesting with Baltimore, you know, I didn't really, pay much attention to him this season until this week right because i just sort of focus on the opponents that we're playing i don't really look to ahead too far you're so <laughs> yeah, selfish um, but you know i did look at their schedule and you know i'm you know I, I have to almost say that i think the media is being way too hard on them uh because you know, and it, which is kind of funny where like our fan base gave up on us after one loss to the Colts, but the media gave up on them, it seems like, after uh, a loss to the Patriots. But, you know, when I looked at their schedule, like, you know, they beat the Bengals 27-3. and The Bengals beat us, right? Uh, sure. They beat the Browns 30-6. Sure. to six. Um, The Browns are now becoming a legitimate team again. So, and they beat the Texans 33-16. to 16. We had to go to overtime to beat the Texans. You know, they lost to the Chiefs. 34 to 20, but that's the Chiefs, right? Um, you know, and so right. they, they, they lost to the Steelers 28 to 24, really close game, you know, similar to us, you know, and then they beat the Colts in, in Indianapolis uh, 24 to 10. It wasn't even a game. So, I mean, are, are they not playing as good as they could be? Sure. It's not like the 11 and, or what was it, 13 and three season last, last year, but I, I mean, they were playing pretty good football. And losing to the Patriots, that was a tough game going to, you know, Foxborough and the rain and everything. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're a pretty good team. So and the only reason why I'm trying to, to make that clear is because if we win tomorrow, we're not just beating a, a battered Ravens team. I, I think they're a pretty decent team. So if we pull out the win, I, I don't want to walk away from it and be like, hey, well, we beat them because of this and that or whatever. No, they're a pretty good team. So if we beat them tomorrow, it's a legit win. Yeah, I get that. I, I think you know, I would agree. I mean, I you know, I, I think with Baltimore, they're a bit of an enigma in the sense that, you know, when you go 14 and two and then you lose right away in a divisional home game, you're, you're going to take a little bit of uh, it, it's almost like I don't think the expectation changes mm-hmm. from a media standpoint, but I think they also look at that and they say, OK, well, we still expect a lot this next season. And you're right about their schedule and their wins. They also barely beat the Eagles. So they're just kind of this weird team where I think there are times where they struggle when they seemingly shouldn't. And even last week was a good example of that. Um, so I, I think I think what'll be interesting is just how we play Lamar. You know, when we had that divisional game last year, we did such a good job, I think, of sort of trying to confuse and force him to be more of a standard quarterback, and he didn't do well. So you, you know, I, I don't know how you know creative they'll get defensively um, because I think we've had to be more straightforward to be successful this year. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and just say this because it might shock some people but i think the fact that Clowney is not going to play helps us um so i actually expect us to be a little bit better cohesively as a defense and we're just really going to have to be smart about what we give up um so i mean i think it's going to be tough i mean you know look they've got obviously one of the better quarterbacks in the in the NFL. They've got a great special teams, like you already pointed out. So even if we hold them the field goals, you know they're going to get three points pretty much every time. So we're going to have to find a way to match, I think, their – you know, match what they what Yeah, they no, uh, well said, man. You know, I think they're going to be – they're a tough team. Lamar Jackson, I think he, he definitely uh, is – you know, he can run, he can throw. He's like the most incredible athlete playing that position right now. Um, but, you know, to his credit, uh, he actually, uh, you know, he's, he's playing pretty decent football. He's only taken about 23 sacks, you know, uh, which isn't, which isn't too mm-hmm. bad you know, when you look at how many that we've had, uh, you know, so, so it's, it, you know, Jackson, for example, his QBR, he's actually 18th in the league at 65.3. So just to give some context, uh, Rosenberger's at 65.1 and Rivers is at 63.7 and Burrow was 659.0. So all the quarterbacks that essentially beat us, he's actually the highest one that we're playing tomorrow in terms of QBR by ESPN. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I thought that, you know, he's, he's definitely performing better, but I, I mean, all that said, you know, I, I think that we definitely have a chance to win this game. I mean, you know, I, I don't think we're, we're going to win, but I mean, I think there is a chance. I don't think it's like we're just going to lose. Like, right. I, I think, you know, if we lose, it's only by seven points or a field goal at the most. You know, I don't think it's a blowout by any means, you know. Well, and, and to that point, I'm kind of going to throw out, you know, a reason why I think we could win and Don't a reason worry. why I think we could lose. Um, on the loss aspect, I mean, we're, we're giving up almost 27 points a game. Baltimore is not even giving up 20. Right. I mean, that's that's a that's a full touchdown or so gap right there. And that's an issue. So I think if you're Baltimore, you're probably feeling confident in being able right. to score in our defense. So it's kind of like, can we somehow avoid that? Not not to mention, 
the third down struggles we've had all year long. On the flip side, though, here's why here's something that I think we could win with, and it's our offense. I mean, we are the only team right now in the league that has a top five passing offense and a top five rushing offense. We're at number two passing, number five rushing. We've got to find a way to make the most of that. I think if we do that, um, it, it could put Baltimore on their heels and maybe give us a bit of a cushion, and then we could uh, hopefully run the ball and just yeah, drain the clock. No, I mean, I agree. That's definitely – we have to capitalize on offense. I mean, it's going to be one of those games where, like, we're going to have to either score a touchdown or get a field goal every time we the offense touches the ball. That's, that's just gonna, how it's going to be. Yes. And if they get stopped – uh, a couple of times punting, uh, you you know, I feel like we're we have a good chance of losing the game because the offense just has to click because their defense is actually really good. They're they're ranked six in yards on defense. They've given up two thousand nine hundred seven yards. Where the Titans, for example, are ranked twenty second, giving three thousand five hundred eighty three yards. Uh, the Ravens have twenty five sacks. Of course, that was with uh, Campbell playing. He's not going to probably play tomorrow. He's considered doubtful so uh you know compared to the Titans having 11 sacks you know uh we actually have more interceptions in them uh we have nine versus their four uh they're actually 29th in interceptions so I think Tannehill will definitely be able to you know chuck the ball around and not worry about that they don't have those kind of corners that'll you know uh you know run in front of the ball and make those kinds of plays uh so so yeah so I mean I think there's definitely some key things that they can take advantage of and hopefully with the makeshift line uh, they can make it work. I did uh, one, wanted to make a note from the Colts game that I made. I wrote down was that Henry actually ran the ball really well on Davis and Kelly's side. And since that hasn't actually changed as the lineup for tomorrow, uh, I think we're in good standing because whenever Henry ran to that right side, he normally got, you know, 10, 15, even his longest run was on yeah. the right side. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, good chunk if, plays. If, he ha- if he can keep pushing it on that side uh, and they have the success they are having, I think the, the Baltimore defense will be in for a long day, considering that Henry already, you know, has taken a, you know, a whole lot of their pride after last year's win in, in Baltimore, you know, so. I, I do expect to see some kind of what we saw against the Texans early in the season, where it just kind of seemed like Henry had it out for them. I think we're going to see something similar, Agreed. or at least I hope so. Um, and, and that may not be, I don't think it's going to be like a full game kind of approach, but I, I think you're going to see some drives where, we, we really just, you know, run, play, run, play, run, play, run, play. And, of course, we've, you know, we talked about it during the week. We're stacked at running back right now uh, to the point that it's kind of uh, kind of humorous. But I think they're doing that because this is that time of year where ideally we do enough to get ourselves a lead and then just go to that run game and really try to yeah, batter no, teams I up. was surprised by the load up of, of running backs as well. But, you know, there must be something there we're, we're not we're not getting. Uh, but I'm sure not all of them will will suit up tomorrow. But we'll see how that works out. But it's gonna it's definitely if if their plan is to run 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 like literally run every down, <laughs> they have the uh, running back squad to do it. That's for sure. Uh, and so this this is the point where the producer is like waving at me like we should probably get going. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll be quick. How about, how about a final score then? What's what's the what's the final uh, you know, score and I, pick? I don't really have a final score, and I don't I don't mean to be coy about that. I I just I I, I don't know I don't know where it's going to land. But no. but I, I'll tell you this: I, I'm I'm right in line with the spread. I think the spread's at six points right now. Um, I think that's pretty much what we lose by. If you know, because I again I'm I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens to win tomorrow. But you know, of course, as a fan, uh, I'll be sitting there rooting for us all the way. You know, so that's good. Yeah. That's what matters. I'm I'm just gonna say okay. Titans by a field goal. 
So there you that's, go. That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> Well, we, we normally try to milk this a bit longer, but uh, we wanted to at least make the most of the time that we did have and get on air before our next game. So definitely appreciate uh, everyone listening. We're going into to week 11. So uh, put that two-tone blue on and be ready yeah, to represent tomorrow will be the boys a fun tomorrow. Game. Weather should be decent. Uh, Titans have every, every chance to win the game. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there is an upset because we have – overcome bigger things but you know yeah tomorrow all the fans out there turn off that negativity for you know two and a half hours and enjoy the game and you know pull for the team because that's what we should do as real fans that's what it's all about folks all right well that's another episode of two-tone take we will see everyone next week to have a another session another recap uh, bye everybody